Hey, it's Casey Potts, and you've landed in Casey's Corner, a podcast to help us millennial moms overcome the overwhelm of everyday life with confidence, humor, and style. I want you to look at this show as your go-to resource, your virtual bestie, or your secret weapon to sanity. I might not have all the answers, but I'm searching for them just like you. Why don't we find them together? So get comfy and get curious. This is Casey's Corner. Hey, welcome to Casey's Corner. I'm your host, Casey Potts. Today's episode is one where we are going to talk about that need to do all the things, how to go from maybe what you're doing to moving forward into something that you've always dreamed of doing, really just understanding the community of women and moms that we are all part of that maybe we're not tapping into either. My guest today is Kendra Swalls, and she is a mom of two, a photographer and an educator. In 2012, she started her first business, Paisley Lane Photography, and it changed everything. She started it as a hobby alongside with her teaching career that quickly turned into a successful business. In 2017, she left her teaching career behind to run her photography business and start the Girl Means Business brand and podcast. Now Kendra is helping women like you take their business from survival mode to success mode using the same relationship marketing strategies that have been the foundations of her own business. So check out our chat because whether you are a business owner or a mom or just a human being, I'm sure there will be something that you can relate to. Check it out. Kendra, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so excited to hang out with you. I'm super excited to chat with you and talk all the things. All the things. We're going to get into that term, all the things too, trust me. But (laughs) first of all, I just have to tell you, I was so excited when I found you through Podmatch and then started following you online, Um, not only because you have such a millennial quintessential pun of your business name, which is Girl Meets Business. And my whole boy meets world loving heart just totally sunk right into that. I hope that's what your intention was at least. Um, And, you know, I just, the content that you're sharing, it's so on point, not just for mom entrepreneurs and business owners, really just for moms and women in general. So I was excited that we got the chance to connect today. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I, that was not my intention, (laughs) but it worked out really well. And it's funny because I like... (laughs) I'm on the cusp of like actually being a millennial because I was born in like 81, which I think is the oh, cutoff. Yeah, is like you're a cusper for sure. I'm, yeah, or or some refer to as like an elder millennial. Yeah, um, I reject that term, elder. Yeah, but, don't take it. Um, <laughs> so it's funny to me that like some people claim me as like millennial, and I do have a lot of like those millennial like ties. Yeah, and I love like seeing people, and then I have other people who are like a lot of my friends are a little bit older than me, and they're like, no. No, you come over to our side. And I'm like, well, I could just do both. It's fine. Come over to the exercise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Well, why don't you take a second uh, and let everyone know who you are, what you do, why you're so fabulous. Well, thank you. Yeah. So um, I started off in my life. I'm not going to go back as far as like I started in my life, but <laughs> my original plan in life was to be a teacher. That was what I went to school for. I have a master's degree in education. I taught elementary school for 13 years and I really enjoyed teaching. I did not enjoy teaching in the school environment. It was just, there's a lot of other stuff. That's a whole other podcast episode. Sure. But um, through that 
through teaching, I started off um, doing photography as a side hobby because, you know, teachers don't make a ton of money. We need a little extra fun money. And I had had my first daughter. I was about to have my first daughter, actually, because I was like, why not? While I'm working full-time, getting my master's degree, newly married, trying to sell our house and pregnant with my first daughter, let's also start a business because that seems like a fun thing to do, (laughs) right? (laughs) I was just had free time. Um, (laughs) So I started doing the photography, um, really loved it, really fell in love with like the business of building a business. Mm -hmm. So like the creative part was fun and I really enjoyed the creative part. But I really found like my happy place when I started learning about how to grow an actual business. And so in 2017, I had my second daughter and I was like, I cannot continue trying to balance like teaching full time, running this business that's growing exponentially each year, which was awesome. And then having a family. So um, lots of long conversations decided to leave teaching behind and run my business full-time, which was awesome. And in that process, I had a lot of other women who were coming to me who I had met through doing photography. And they were like, how did you do this? Like, teach Mm. me your ways, you know? Yeah. And so in, um, I started doing like one-on-one and small group stuff, like just here locally. And I'm in the Dallas area. So just locally here. And I started finding that I was repeating myself a lot of times, like telling everybody the same thing. So I thought, well, how can I do this on a broader scale? Mm. And blogging was still kind of a big thing. And so I was like, well, I'll start a blog. Realized really quickly that writing is not something that I feel like conveys my voice very well. I'm not good at putting my voice on paper. Okay. And so I was like, I really like just talking to people. And someone was like, you should start a podcast. And so I literally... I. Enneagram 7 ran with it. I sat in my closet with just my AirPod or my corded headphones and my like voice memo on my phone, recorded episode one, and then was like, how do I put this out into the world? (laughs) Right. And it all kind of just came from there. So I started Girl Meets Business. I, um, you know, I've started like with the podcast that's grown into mentor sessions, one-on-one coaching and programs that I've created. And it's just kind of opened the doors to all these things. And it's combined my love of building a business and teaching people how to build a business with my natural like teaching ability that I had from all those years in education. I love that. I love that you were able to kind of take that very traditional career path that I say, you know, I grew up in a super small town in Massachusetts where you're either a teacher, a nurse, a lawyer, or a pharmacist, (laughs) or like you work in law enforcement or something, right? So Uh there's only a couple boxes that get checked, which is why I moved across the country to Southern California. And for you, you were still able to take the skills that you had in teaching and kind of just pivot it to help a broader classroom of people, and especially women. I love that. I have a question though, because you went from such a traditional path into something that, you know, I think is a little out of the box and a little untraditional, Mm -hmm. especially now in this very um, abundant coaching kind of field. What kind of feedback did you get from those around you when you left that very stable teaching position to kind of pursue a passion? Yeah, it was, it was mixed. So I fortunately have a lot of my family and friends who were super supportive. The ones who were really close to me and knew the full sort of journey I had been on to get to that point were all like rooting for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And all really 
either like just told me to my face or blindly trusted that I knew what I was doing <laughs> because I clearly did not most of the time. It was the ones who were a little more on the outskirts, especially like the ones that I taught with. Um, mm. I had a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm so excited that you get to be a stay-at-home mom. And that for the longest time really kind of like irked me. Like I I had to finally be like, it's okay if they think that, that I yep. know my truth. I know that I'm not going home and there's nothing against stay-at-home moms, but that's not what my passion in life is. And I was like, I knew what I was doing. And so I just had to let their opinions kind of be their opinions. Um, but it, it was a little bit hard and I still have people around me who don't really understand what I do. Um, you know, kind of those distant relatives that you see maybe once or twice a year. And they're like, so what exactly do you do? Or like mm-hmm. even my sweet dad, who I, who is so supportive, but he's like asked me 20 million times. So explain how a podcast works again. Like where do I, where do I get to listen to this? And how right. does, how does this accomplish a business thing? So it's been for the most part, very supportive, but it was also a very, like it messed with my mind a little bit of like, shifting the role of who I am. And this is kind of going a little bit on a tangent, but I had tied, I realized I had tied a lot of my identity to being a teacher. Mm. And it took a lot for me to separate myself from that identity and not start every conversation with, well, I used to be a teacher, but now I do this. And so that's interesting. Yeah, it was a very, and someone had to point it out to me. My husband actually one time, he was like, why do you do that? And I was like, do what? And he's like, you lead every conversation with, well, I used to be a teacher, but now I have my own business. And I was like, I didn't realize I did that. And through lots of like work and therapy, I was like, oh, it's because I had identified myself and tied myself to this thing that felt mm-hmm. very safe and very um, prestigious in some degrees as far right. as like, it's a it's a legit job, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you have, yeah. to, you have to give yourself that credibility or yes. yeah, I, I totally understand that because now, you know, we've made a joke of it that I'm now quote unquote retired because I'm, I went from my 10 years in marketing and in branding and uh, content development for a celebrity chef where now it's just me and I'm doing all the same things that I did for him, for myself, but yeah. how can that be a job, right? How can that be a right. career when it's me building my own brand? So I totally get that. I yeah. I have that same kind of pre or what's the word like a like a pre preliminary like little disclaimer. That's the word disclaimer. disclaimer like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I wasn't marketing for a long time, <laughs> and now I'm you know a content creator and. Uh, podcast host. So it's funny how we kind of lead with what we're most comfortable with. Yeah. What's what's the like little cherry on top <laughs> is that when I talk to other people like that I knew from back then, like it, it never fails. Every single summer, I get a call or a text from a teacher or principal that I've worked for who's like, we have this position. Are you interested in coming back to teaching? Huh. And it's been, you know, I don't know, six or seven years and they still every single summer I get wow. text emails and phone calls and I, I have to like re- like resist from saying I don't think you realize how much more money I make now than I did as a teacher and that's a sad I mean sad, like, and but I'm not, true right yeah mm-hmm. and I'm not making millions of dollars but I'm making like it's sad that's one a statement of how little teachers make and two right. just how different our world is now that people can 
and it's great. We can create our own things and yeah. really be successful with them. Yeah, I think it's powerful. I think it's also intimidating to people in those very cookie cutter kind of jobs. Yeah. You know, it's difficult. And listen, it, no offense to listeners. You guys know where the where my heart is. But uh, I do think that there's, I, I listened to, it was one of those audio on someone's reel a long time ago and made me think of your comment just now about how fellow teachers are kind of the ones that gave you a little bit of a hard time where it's people, when you leave a place and you outgrow a place, People aren't necessarily mad at you. They're mad at themselves that they're still there. Yeah. And it's a weird, weird dynamic. And it it unfortunately ruins relationships too. Yeah. it. I mean, and it, it does. And I think there's a little bit of survivor guilt is what I call it for myself of like, yeah. I feel bad sometimes for the ones who are still in it. Like my, my two girls are both elementary age now. And I, we live in a very small town and I, I'm friends with some of their teachers and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to listen to them talk about like their struggles and their frustrations and know that like I've been there and I got out yeah. and like, I so desperately want to help them do the mm-hmm. same thing. And not everybody's built for that. And that's totally fine. You have to recognize that as well. Right. And I mean, my goodness, teaching is definitely an admirable position. <laughs> Holy moly. I l- adore teachers more and more every day that I have to deal with my own kids. <laughs> they are saints. hundred. The fact that yes. they can deal with my kid times 30 is insane to me. Um, but le- I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're busy mamas. But um, I want to know, I was reading a little bit about your no like trust method that you kind of teach your clients. And I feel like that's so interesting and not just something that could be beneficial to business owners, but I feel like to all women just in social settings as well, just kind of as we are developing relationships. And I hear from women all the time how hard it is to form friendships as adults. And I felt like this could kind of be a cool tool to carry into everyday life. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I think of it kind of like and I hate to refer to it as like even like a sales funnel, but that's how I think of it is like there's these three layers and there's like the the no and then the like and then the trust. Mm. And the no piece, and you can apply this in so many different aspects. Like you mentioned, like when it comes to relationships and friendships, like you have those friendships and those connections that are kind of that surface level where it's mm-hmm. like you just sort of like your acquaintances, maybe you follow each other on Instagram and use like will react to each other's posts every once in a while, but you they're not someone you're gonna like call up out of the blue when you've had a bad day. Mm. And then you have like the next layer of relationships, which is like where they really, like they really are part of your your world on a regular basis. They really do like you and you have a stronger connection. But again, like they're not your inner circle. Your inner right. circle is that trust circle. It's that little, the bubble at the bottom, you know? And so you have these different layers. But when it comes to business, I think of this as like, it's the layer, sort of the journey that your audience goes through with you as a business owner. So mm. at the very top, you have the no. And this is where a lot of people struggle is they they feel like that, like, well, everybody knows what I do because I've posted about it on my Facebook page or I have an Instagram account for it. But if you're not actively telling people and putting your business out there, then people don't really know about you. And a really quick example of this is back when I was teaching, I was doing photography. And one of my things I love to photograph were high school seniors. Okay. And I, so I had this, you know, 38 women in my building that I taught with on a regular basis that had been there for five years. They all, we all knew each other. 
And I just assumed everybody knew that I had this photography business because again, I'd posted about it on my Facebook page. I maybe told a handful of women, like talked about it regularly with my close coworkers. This this um, teacher friend that lived that was down the hall from me, her daughter was a senior. I ran into her in this teacher lounge one day and she was complaining about her daughter's senior photos and how they weren't really loving how they turned out. And I was like, oh, who did her photos? And we start talking and I said something like, well... I always offer blah, 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 whatever it was that she was complaining about. And she goes, wait, I didn't know you did. I didn't know you did photography. Yeah. And that's when I had this light bulb moment of like, oh, I think everybody knows what I do, right. but they don't really know what I do. Yeah. So that no piece is so important because if you're not just like shouting your business from the rooftops to the point where you feel like you're being annoying, but somebody out there has never heard of it before. And I see this happen all the time on social media. I'll go to someone's page and be like, oh, I know them because they do X, Y, or Z. They always talk about um, you know, Instagram marketing. I go to their page and I'm like, oh, they also teach about um, email marketing or, oh, they mm. also talk about like, they, they're a website designer, whatever. I didn't know any of these things. They mm. probably assume we all know that. So the no piece is making sure you're really getting your stuff out there. Once people know about you, then you have to build the connection. And that's where the like comes in. And that's where I think it's so important nowadays, especially to be the face of your brand as a small business owner. I think people need to connect with a person, not a brand. And if you're not putting yourself into, even if you have a team, you need to be kind of like the head of your team or somebody does like the face of your brand that people can connect with. And you're talking about things that, I talk a lot about like that I have two kids, that we live in a small town, that I live like kind of out in the country and that I love drinking wine at night. And like I all these things that people can connect with me on and like showing off my sense of humor and sharing like funny memes and things that I find entertaining. Those are the things that are going to make people go, oh yeah, Kendra, I know her. Like, I, you know, we have a connection. Mm-hmm. And then below that you have trust, which is where it's like, again, it's that inner circle of people and you build trust by your actions. So like everything else at this point, it's kind of been like you sort of just talking at people right? and the trust piece is where like you start to have a conversation with people and it's where it's like, it's now no longer just about what I say, it's about what I do and how we interact with each other. And so it's through like showing off, you know, client testimonials or, you know, client cases, things like that. But also just saying like, if you're like podcast, if you say you're going to put a podcast out once a week, you're putting a podcast out once a week. Totally. If you say, you know, it's yeah. Or like I see people all the time that are like, oh, this thing's going on sale. It's only on sale for three days. And then a week later, they're like, oops, sorry, still on sale. And Mm. I'm like, well, how can I actually trust that that's like, but when you say what you're going to do, you're actually going to do it. So it's little nuanced things, but all of those things work together because if you take one of them out, you miss the whole picture. You know, you can't have, if somebody knows you and likes you, but doesn't trust you, they're never going to work with you. If somebody True. knows you, but doesn't really like you, you know, it, it all has to stack yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. I think that there's one thing, you know, you talked a lot about how growing a business and being a mom and how there's all these little things that really intertwine together and make it, there's enough challenges, right? In both things, there's enough challenges in a business owner, enough challenges for a mom. 
Tell me a little bit about your experience with growing a business and being present as a mom, because I think that a lot of us have that mom guilt when we're trying to pursue our own dreams and passions. Yeah. Oh, it's very real. Um, (laughs) The mom guilt is real. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I... I'm a big believer in that there is no such thing as like actual balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny to say that because, and I don't really get into astrology a lot, but I'm a Libra and like the symbol for the Libra is this balanced scales or whatever. My mom's a Libra um, and I'm married to a Libra. I totally oh, get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you would think as being a Libra, I would be all about balance. But I was having a conversation one time and the idea of like, that it's not about balance. It's about finding like harmony. And Mm -hmm. so it's about understanding that like when you go and you listen to um, like a symphony, there's different instruments all playing, but some of them are playing louder and then some of them are playing quieter. And then at other times, the loud ones get quiet and the quiet ones get loud. And it's rare that like they're all playing at the exact same like decibel level. And so that's how I kind of view my life now is that there are times that my business is going to be higher and louder because it requires my attention more for whatever reason. I'm launching something, I'm working on something, whatever. And my family or the rest of my life is a little bit quieter and and it, it works because there's other times when my family life is, is louder and my work is quieter. But it's rare that they're ever at the exact same level because if they are, that's when I feel like I'm trying to to split myself in two places and it just doesn't doesn't work. You can't be in two places. And so I give myself, I'm working on giving myself more grace to say like, hey, right now I'm in a moment of my work being louder, but if you give me a little bit, it'll be the opposite. And, you know, I will put my work aside and we'll go do something really fun or like this coming weekend, my we're going to go camping because the weather's supposed to be awesome and I'm going to not work at all this weekend. And so I'm giving myself the grace to say, it's okay if my family's louder and my work is quiet Mm -hmm. and vice versa. I love that. And what a great visual too. I totally can see that as the symphony and it's just finding the harmony, not necessarily the balance. That's going to be the quote of the show for sure. I love it. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I think there is still such this pressure of for women and moms just feeling like we have to do all the things. And, you know, we teased about this a little bit as we first started chatting that there is this constant overwhelming cloud of overwhelm, right? Like it's just this, this feeling you can feel it. It's so physical when you feel overwhelmed and talk to me a little bit about kind of that need to do everything that we as women have. And then how I mean, you kind of just alluded to it a little bit, finding that harmony, but what are some things that we can do to start alleviating that stress and that pressure? Yeah. So for me, it's been a lot of learning about myself and like, what are the things that are driving me to feel a certain way? And so I have realized and through this process that like, for me, one of the, the drivers is my need to feel needed. And so in everything in my life, my kind of what my brain is looking for is where can I find places where I need to be needed or where I can feel like I'm needed. And so in doing that, I've allowed myself to take on things and it's little things. I mean, it's not the big things. The big things aren't always what it is that overwhelms you. It's when you have the big things and then you start piling all these little things on top of it, thinking like, oh yeah, that's a small thing. I can take that on. Oh yeah, that's a small thing. And the next thing you know, 
it's turned into this like massive, messy thing that you can't keep up with it anymore. And so I am trying to like self-regulate. Um, another kind of example is like the other day I had a super busy week. I had tons of things to do for work, tons of things to do for my kids. And I had a, a good friend who lives nearby me and she was talking about how she was having like a really rough night whenever kids was sick, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I thought, well, I'll just fix something for them for dinner and take it over to them. Um, I'll make like chicken spaghetti, which is one of my go-to like big dishes that can be divided mm-hmm. out. And I was like, oh, that'll be really nice. And then like, but I stopped myself. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Why am I taking this on? And what is that actually going to mean for me? Like, is me cooking dinner for her family when I could probably just go pick up a pizza and drop it off if I really wanted to do something? Is that really going to make enough difference in their life versus the time and energy it's going to take for me to go to the store, buy the things I need that I don't already have, make the dinner, take it to her house, like all the things. And so I had to stop myself and be like, you know what? I think what's even better is I can text her and say, hey, why don't I have a pizza delivered to your house? And she was so thankful that I did that. And it took five minutes of my time and like $12 out of my wallet to be like, right. here's a pizza, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's something right there that you delegated that mm-hmm. moment <laughs> to someone else, to the pizza place, supporting a small business, whatever, however circular way exactly. you want to look at it, right? <laughs> um, that we have such a hard time allowing. It's so hard for us to delegate. I am so guilty of it. But to your point, I'm totally one of those people that I've had to take a moment and realize what's more valuable right now. Is Mm -hmm. my time and energy and sanity more valuable? If I can keep that and spend the 12 bucks to have a pizza (laughs) delivered and taking care of a friend, like, yes, I think it's one of those things. We have such a hard time knowing our value too, right? Knowing the value that we have and giving ourselves credit for the value of how much our time is actually worth and then allowing it to get sorted out and outsourced. (laughs) Well, I think also like we create these stories in our minds about like what what this is going to mean or what this is going to do or what people are going to think if we say no to this thing. Like that was a big one for me is if I say no to something, what are they going to think of me? Am I disappointing them? Am I letting them down? Like, am I the glue that's holding all this together? No, I'm not the glue that's holding this all together. Like, (laughs) it's going to be fine. And so like stopping those narratives that were happening in my mind, that's been a big thing too. And being like, it's going to be okay. Like they're, they're all, all my friends are moms too, for the most 99% of them. They get it. If I say, you know what, we've just had a crazy week. I need a night to not take my kids to practice and have like order pizza for ourselves and just chill. They're going to understand. They'd be like, yeah, maybe we should do that too. You know, like, so stopping that narrative before it starts to like go out of control has been another thing that's really kind of helped me keep perspective on what is most important right now and what's real versus what, what am I creating in my own mind? That's not real, but that I'm allowing to make, to dictate what I do. If that makes Mm, sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, why do we do these things to ourselves right now? It, it's all good, but I think it's even more important to understand none of us are living in this little bubble by ourselves. We all have the same kind of questions and thoughts and overwhelm. So we're all in this together. Uh, I appreciate your time, but I want everyone to know how they can find you for even more advice and more fun and all things Kendra. 
Yeah. So you can find me at Girl Means Business on Instagram, the internet, podcast, website. It's all the same thing. Um, so you can find me there. I love chatting with people in the DM. So come find me on Instagram. Let me know you heard me here. And I would love to continue this conversation with anybody that wants to continue. Amazing. Thank you so much. We will chat soon. You'll come back and maybe give us some more tips. Okay. Absolutely. I'd love that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to rate and review the episode or better yet, do me a favor and go ahead and give this a share over on your social media. If you're on Instagram, be sure to share it in your stories and tag me at it's Casey Potts and I'll be sure to send some love right back. Stay tuned for more podcast episodes. You can also find me over on Instagram or on YouTube by searching Casey's Corner with Case. See you real soon.